Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Uh, not Boxing 101 with Neil Deal. However, uh, Neil Deal was speaking on his show um, about several of the fights that are upcoming this weekend. And before we get to those, I want to bring you up to date with a couple of other headlines that have uh, screamed across my desk including Savannah Marshall, who will now pursue her rivalry with Clarissa Shields, uh, whether that is a boxing rematch or taking her on a different sport. So Marshall has joined Shields in MMA, signing a multi-year deal with Professional Fighters League uh, that will run in tandem with her boxing career. She said, I couldn't have missed the opportunity, and the PFL is one of the most innovative sports organizations in the world, and to be fighting alongside Kayla Harris and Amanda Serrano, you've also got Jake Paul. It's an incredible opportunity, and I'm thrilled that the PFL wanted me to be part of it. Her uh, great rivalry, as you all, we all know, with Clarissa Shields, uh, which saw the American beat Marshall in a high-profile, undisputed middleweight championship fight last year. We'll continue whether that is in the MMA or boxing, apparently. That's the plan, Marshall said. I'm not stupid, and I can see why they're interested in me. It's the response that me and Clarissa got in the ring, so that's definitely on the cards. It doesn't look like a rematch is in the ring, and the ring is coming off, so I've had to chase her into another sport. Shields has already had two PFL bouts and recently re-signed with the organization. Marshall will have to embrace the challenge of adding a new sport to her repertoire. She said, I've boxed for 20-plus year, years and doing the same combinations, the same routine. I'm excited to learn something different. I'm excited to start kicking. I'm excited to start grappling, uh, wrestling, that sort of thing. I'm basically starting from scratch. Not good for her. Um, courtesy of my good buddy Charles Brunn over BoxNews24.com. Uh, Charles Brunn says, promoter Floyd Mayweather Jr. Now, I'm going to add a little quote here, uh, you know, He's going to stir things up. All right. Floyd Mayweather Jr. is going to stir things up. He wants the WA featherweight Lee White. Lee White. Lee, let's start again. Promoter Floyd Mayweather Jr. wants WBA featherweight Lee Wood to give a title shot to his prospect, Kermel Mouton. He's zero and zero in his first fight in the pro ranks. It would be a sad statement about the sport if a prospect with no Olympic experience and zero fights as a pro is given a crack at a world title in his first fight in the professional ranks, says Brun. Mouton is getting a title shot. Uh, Mouton getting a title shot would ignite a firestorm of criticism towards promoter Eddie Hearn, Wood, and Mayweather. It's unclear if Mayweather is serious about his interest in matching Mouton against the 35-year-old Wood, 27-3, and three, by the way, without him having to work his way into the position like normal fighters. Mayweather has the money to get a title shot for Mouton if he makes a huge offer to Wood, who would likely agree to it as long as it's in the millions. Wood is pretty well much done as a world champion and will soon be dethroned if or if he defends his uh, WBA mandatory Otabek Komotov. It's believed that Wood will vacate his WBA 126-pound title if he successfully defeats Josh Warrington 
in their business level fight on October 7th. Warrington is coming off a loss and has a record of one, two, and one in his last four fights. And he clearly doesn't deserve to be fighting for a world title with that record. If Eddie Hearn is willing to make the Wood Warrington fight, he might as well let the little known Kermel Mouton get a shot as long as Mayweather makes it worthwhile with the money offer. With Wood likely retiring soon, he'd probably jump at the chance to defend his WA title against Mouton if Mayweather waves enough green under his snoot. The real question is, will the WBA allow Wood to swerve his mandatory against Kolmatov for the second time so they can get some more coin? Hmm, interesting. And so let's see how that story develops. Speaking of developing stories, I've been talking a lot on the Friday night panel about uh, the popularity of boxing, not only in the United Kingdom and United States of America and North America in general and South America and Africa, but also Asia and not just Japan, but also China, Vietnam and Thailand. So uh, one of my good friends sent me an, uh, a note saying, hey, uh, you forgot to mention the outcome of a recent fight that took place in Vietnam. So here we have it. Shadow Entertainment, Jenny Doe, presented another edition of the lead and event series Sunday night. It's a few days ago. The event took place at the Saigon Sports Club in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. The main event saw hometown favorite Long Trin 5-0, four knockouts of Vietnam defeat Chayanon Put Chirin of Thailand by technical knockout. Wow. Um, let's have a quick look here. Uh, also, popular local unbeaten teen sensation, Arvin John AJ Pakyonis 5-0, stepped up in class to defeat fellow countryman and more experienced Jonathan Refugio, 22-10-5, by way of seventh round technical knockout. Refugio did not answer the bell for round number two. So that was interesting to see. Uh, by the way, Pacioni said just 18 years of, wow, 18 years of age was extremely poised and sure he's one of the one to watch out for in the near future, without a doubt. Uh, local unbeaten Hong Dat Bo, 6-0 of Vietnam, decisively decisioned veteran Ernie Sanchez, 21-18 of the Philippines by well of 12-round unanimous decision. Vo won the vacant WBA Asia lightweight title in the process. The other supporting bout was Avzabek Kravbyaf of China, 7-1-1, five knockouts, who stopped Adam Diu Abduhamid. Wow, 18-13, and 13, nine knockouts out of the Philippines to win the WBA Asia South title in a scheduled 10-round super welterweight bout. Kuran Biav uh, methodologically, method, methodologically uh, broke down Abdulmahad and dropped him in round six with a flurry punches, and Abdul Hamid was counted out. Rounding out the undercard, woo, a Killian Sisovic uh, decisioned I won Megbalin, Hamid Nabil, another decision victory over Tri Kim Long, Vo Tan Tong, technical knockout in the third round over Lu Hu Tian. Duan Gia Tan, technical knockout over Fan Kwong Kai. Duan Gia Dai, 
oh, a draw against Vo Van Tan. Uh, Luigi de Crescenzo, technical knockout over Dang Nyok Chan. Uh, Tyler Nguyen, uh, decision winner over Van Tan New as an exhibition match, apparently. And another exhibition match to open up the whole uh, slew of fighting. Caden Tran, decision winner over Vo Min Tian An. Apologies to my uh, Asian friends if I mispronounced any of those names, but I do look forward to seeing more results coming out of Asia. Former world champion Gilberto Zerto Ramirez, 44 and 1, 30 knockouts, will make his grand debut in the cruiserweight division and measure up against former light heavyweight world champ Joe Common Man Smith Jr., 20 and 4 of Long Island, New York, on Saturday, October 7th. It's a 12-round clash presented in association with Star Boxing and take place live from the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. The former WBO Super Middleweight World Champion, Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez, will be looking to make a statement and demonstrate he has the bravado to become a two-division title holder. With nearly 15 years of professional experience, he embarked on a career that would see him defeating the likes of Maxim Vlasov, Yessi Hardwork, Hard King, Arthur Abraham, whom he defeated to become the WBO Super Middleweight World Champ. His sole blemish on his record comes from a valiant performance against Dimitri Bivol last November in 2022. Uh, Ramirez is now ready to return to the ring and contend against the heavy hitters of the division. Wow. Beginning with, as I said, Joe Smith Jr. Right on. All righty. Let's move across the pond. See what Daniel Dubois has to say about his upcoming fight against Alexander Yusek. Daniel Dubois revealed that his plan to defeat Alexander Yusek is to rough him up and bully him to win by, quote, any means necessary. Dubois, 19 and 1, 18 knockouts, is openly admitting he's going to cheat by using fouls to beat Yusek, 20 and 0, 13 knockouts in their 12-round main event contest uh, in Poland this Saturday night. The 25-year-old Dubois says he will headbutt, use knees, and do whatever else he needs to do to subdue the unbeaten Yusek. Can't believe I'm reading this. If Dubois is permitted to run amok on Saturday, the referee will look like a useless third wheel. Yeah, I would agree. Yusek is an outstanding fighter, but... Even he has his limitations if his opponent is allowed to run wild, not following the Marquesa Queensberry rules. Dubois looked as serious as a heart attack when explaining what he intends to do on Saturday to rip the four heavyweight titles from Music by hook or crook. We obviously know that fouling makes a huge difference, and there are all kinds of ways for the un unscrupulous fighter to gain an edge if they're allowed. And there's even a description here courtesy of boxing247.com by the way how fighters bend the rules rabbit punching which we mentioned last week very popular and rarely policed headbutting stiff arm whereby holding the arms extended far in front to keep the opponent at bay this is another cheating technique that is incompetent referees rarely police it excessive clinching body slamming shoving grappling leaning a tactic used by Tyson Fury, we might add. Elbows, low blows, kneeing, and punching to the back or 
thighs. If Dubois uses a mix of those fouling tactics, it could give him a considerable edge to go along with his 20-pound weight power uh, difference uh, and youth advantage over the 36-year-old Usyk. That could be enough for Dubois to pull out a decision or perhaps score a knockout, especially if Usyk is incapacitated from a rabbit punch to the back of the head or a low blow. Hopefully, there's a quality referee working the fight to police the fouling from Dubois because the last thing we need is for him to go berserk uh, with the fouling due to a useless referee failing to do his job to police the cheating. As we said, the fight's going to be shown live on ESPN Plus on Saturday night, August 26th, beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Said Dubois, definitely, that's what they say. It's by any means necessary. That amateur style, U6, he's, he's got that footwork. He's got all that. It's no secret. Go in there and make a rough fight. Get in there and bully him, and that's what I'm going to do. Hit anything on sight, hit arms, shoulders, head, anything above the waist. I'm in fight mode, and honestly, it won't matter to me on fight night. I need to go in there and be smart, a box out of my skin like I've never done before. It's all about winning. That's all that matters. My only focus now, performing on the night. I'm tired. I'm fed up but I've got to keep going. That's the main thing. Keep visualizing and staying in the fight mentally all the time. As a fighter, you have to. It just comes with it. It's a massive moment for me, a massive opportunity. I'm a new man. I feel like there's a fresh start in my career. How's it end? Win by any means necessary. That's my mentality. Headbutt, knee, whatever. You've got to do on the night is all I'm thinking about. I'm a veteran. I'm only 25, but I've been in for a while. I've been maneuvered properly, and I've won every test that's been put before me. I'll come through it. Yeah, probably. Said Dubois on whether he faced any small, tricky southpaws when he was an amateur. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Out of the UK, what next? Well, what is next for Alexander Yusek if he happens to survive that uh, brutal assault? Uh, the major upside for any fighter holding multiple world titles is recognition, which is certainly true of IBF, WBAWO, and Ring Magazine heavyweight champ, Alexander Usyk. Okay? Usyk is regarded as one of the finest pound-for-pound fighters in the world today. However, there are drawbacks to holding to so, so, so much hardware. Firstly, uh, there's a 3% sanctioning fee that must be paid to all governing bodies prior to each title defense. Secondly, a champion should face one mandatory challenger per year, and those challengers aren't always regarded as the best fighters in their respective divisions. Great point. The 19-1 Dubois was not Usyk's number one choice of opponent. When negotiations for an undisputed showdown, the WBC counterpart Tyson Fury came to nothing. The WBA informed the Ukrainian star that a mandatory assignment was due against another enormous Englishman, and here we are. Usyk, 36 years of age, is expected to beat Dubois and extend his perfect 20-0 record. So what lies ahead? Well, there will cer certainly uh, further mandatory assignments do, and extremely large shadow fury will continue to hover over Team Usyk until that fight is made. Uh, so the sporting news uh, looks at what could be next for the unified heavyweight champ. Well, we've already mentioned Tyson Fury. How about Philip Hergovic? Uh, now, Philip Hergovic extended his unbeaten record to 60-0 when he scored a 12-round stoppage over the previously undefeated Dempsey McKean. 
Uh, and we, we, that's where that whole rabbit punching story came into play when I mentioned it earlier. Then there's Alexander Yusuk versus Zhilai Zhang. In a seismic upset, as we all know, Zhang replaced Joe Joyce as WBO's number one challenger when he scored a six-round stoppage over the Englishman in April. And they're set uh, to rematch and will go, uh, go at it again on September 23rd. And whoever wins will be a prime position to challenge Yusuk in 2024. And Zhang, by the way, is a favorite to repeat his victory. So there you go. There's a few names to watch out for. Not that we don't. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens for Yusik if he wins and who he's then set up against. Um, speaking of setting up, ring, ring legend Eric Terrible Morales will no longer be the trainer of former world champion Jaime Munguia, uh, but will remain as an advisor to the Munguia team. After working four years with Munguia, Morales will now dedicate himself to his work as head of the Institute of Sports and Physical Culture of Baja, California. The 26-year-old Munguia could train with Freddie Roach for his next fight, possibly against Edgar Berlanga in November. Also, let's see what uh, Bob Arum has to say about something we mentioned the other day. To close out our show, Bob Arum has no idea how the rumor began. Aram is absolutely certain, though, that there's no truth to persistent speculation on social media regarding a Vasily Lomachenko versus George Kambosos Jr. fight taking place in Australia later this year. The 91-year-old promoter confirmed uh, that Ukraine's Lomachenko will take the remainder of 2023 off before deciding who he fights in 2024. I met with him just before he went off to Poland for the Usyk fight. Aram said in reference to Aegis Klimas, Lomachenko's manager, we tried to make the fight between Shakur and Loma, and Aegis told us that Loma has decided that he's not fighting again this year. So the fact that they're talking about a fight with Loma and Kambosis is nonsense. Aegis would not mislead us, and he told us that Loma wants to take the rest of the year off. Lomachenko, by the way, 17-3-11 knockouts, has long been promoted by Aram's top, top rank, Sydney's Cambosis Jr., 21-2, 10 knockouts, uh, is represented by Dubella Entertainment and entered into a co-promotional deal with Top Rank before his last fight. A controversial 12-round majority decision, defeat of British subpaw Maxi Hughes back on July 22nd over the Fire Lake Arena in Shawnee, Oklahoma. So there you go. All the news fit to print. Thanks for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it very much. Um... Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification button. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gorfish show Knuckle Up at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you. Yes, I need a haircut. What? Should I continue with more stories? <laughs> <laughs>